man called Jesus, your job will get better. If you have joy in Jesus and you have a terrible job, your, joy will get, your job will get better if you have joy in Jesus. Think about that. Try that. Does your joy come from your bank account? You can lose your money. Our, our money can go away. Money's in the stock market go away. You can lose your money. Banks can close. We've seen all things can happen. Are you, are you find your joy in your influence and power? You can lose influence and power. Does your joy come from my family? Listen, my joy comes, part of my joy comes from my family. But I also know they won't be there all forever. I know that. So where's your joy? Does your joy come from a man named Jesus? Your joy should only come from knowing Jesus. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Our joy can only be made in him. So we need to focus on who Jesus is. Once we focus on him as our ultimate source of joy, then we can withstand all sorts of obstacles in our life. So focus, focus on Jesus. So the ult- Jesus is the ultimate source of joy. Number two, serving others is a source of joy. Acts 2, I'm sorry, Acts 20, verse 35. In all things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak, there is help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than receive. Is more bl- now, I didn't get that concept of being blessed, more blessed to give than receive when I was a kid, right? When you're 10, what do you think? It's more blessed to get than give. I- I've been there. Don't get me wrong. I know that. So when I was six years old, I lived in the Midwest. On Christmas, sometimes it was cold, sometimes it wasn't. This year, it was very cold. I think I was six, maybe seven, and I got a bike, so excited. Got the, had the bike with the big banana seat on it, Schwinn, big banana seat, big handles. If you don't know what that is, you're missing life because it was the best. I get this bike, I can't ride it because it's outside, it's cold, it's snowy, nasty. So I'm down in my stairs basement, not very, but just back and forth all morning because it brought me joy. But as I got older, as I understand more about who Jesus is and I read these words, it's more blessed to give than receive. I love giving. Linda and I love, we love serving because it's so much fun. We get so much more, you get more out of serving than I think the people who were serving. Now we don't serve to get anything, right? Some people go, well, I just check mark. I need, I need to serve so I can check my box. If you serve and check a box, you're gonna go, I don't feel real joyful. I feel like this is taking time out of my day because you're doing it from the wrong heart. You're not doing it because Jesus is the ultimate source of your joy. You're doing it because you think you need to. We need to do it because we want to. Philippians 2, verses one through four says this. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy. This is Paul writing. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each look Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest 
of others. And verse two says, complete my joy by being in the same mind. He's talking about serving others, putting others ahead of yourself. That's how you get joy, by putting others ahead of yourself. Yesterday, we had this, we, Joe alluded to it, uh, we had love, get, love Gave, and we did a food distribution, but we also did, um, we also gave away stuff. It was, you, you well know what a yard sale is. We did a yard give. So last Friday, not two days ago, but Friday before last, we gathered stuff at Oprah Elementary Store. We gathered clothes, we gathered trinkets, um, shelves, all sorts of stuff. People just brought stuff that you would normally have at a yard sale. And we sat there for the week. And on Saturday, we placed out on, this, on the round, on the, what's it called? Um, bus loop, thank you for that word, bus loop. And people drove by and they picked out stuff. That's not how we usually do it, but that's how we did it this year because of, of COVID. But then we also got a chance to give out boxes of food. We gave about 112 boxes of food with a frozen chicken. It's, I mean, it's not huge, but it's something for a week or so. And, and you can, Linda was trying to help them figure out how they can cook a turkey, cook a chicken. Because I'm like, I said, I got frozen chicken. The big eyes like, ah, oh, no, should I cook a chicken? So she gave him some instructions. But that was fun, right? We, we enjoyed that day. And we gave, we, we served. There's a, there's a couple of, uh, I forgot to call from, there's a couple of slides. Um, this one was our youth. Last Wednesday night, the youth actually packed all 150, actually we had 152 boxes. The youth of this church packed them all. We put them in trailers. Um, thank you for the youth. They did a fantastic job. Saturday morning, we, we um, got around. The, um, the staff gathers around. The staff goes, we need to play, pray. That was the staff of the, of the school. We need to pray. So pastor prayed. There's one of the um, families that was getting some food. So Joe had a great idea because we, we were having boxes and people coming through and get one for maybe two families. And it wasn't going as fast as I thought it was going to go, or we thought it was going to go. So Joe says, why don't we give them, why don't we find out if they know somebody that needs a box of food? What a great idea. So we'd ask them, do you know anybody that might need? And they always said, I know my uncle, aunt, cousin, friend down the street, mom, something like that. So we were giving them a gift to give to others. I thought that was great. So we were given so they would give others. So that was, that was really, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time yesterday. So if you're not serving somewhere this season, look for a place to serve. And maybe, maybe like, well, I don't, the, you, you, if you start coming up with all these excuses, think about that also, about why you come up with so many excuses, why you can't serve. There's places out there for anybody to serve, now, especially this place you can serve online and talk to people and do all sorts of things. So if you're looking for something to serve, you don't know how to serve, just send me an email. I'm on the website, gsmith at River Bluff. I might have some ideas for you. But serving is one way, is one source of joy. Our third source of joy, number three, our salvation is a source of joy. Look at Luke chapter 10. It says, the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Do not rejoice in having power over the, over the demons. In this... Don't, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. You see that? So all this stuff they're doing, they're going, look what we did. He goes, don't rejoice in that. That's good. 
But don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names, rejoice that you're saved. Rejoice that you have salvation and that you will live with me in heaven one day. Jesus died so that his joy would be made complete in our salvation. Hebrews 12 uh, verses one and two says this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us so closely and let us run with endurance the race that, the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, there's our focusing on Jesus to our, our supreme um, supply, su- source of joy, the founder and protector of our faith, perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you see that? Jesus went to the cross for the joy set before him. Now, do you think him getting beat, whipped, crowned with thorns, put on his head, up on the cross, people yelling at him, people laughing. Do you think that was joyful for him? What was joyful was he knew what was coming afterwards. He knew that if he endured that cross, we would all have salvation in his name. So the joy wasn't that time. The joy was in the salvation that would come for his children that would believe. That's where the joy comes. I know some of us have gone through hard times and some of us are still going through hard times. But there's joy. We can have joy through our trials. James 1, verses 2 and 4, this won't come up on your screen. God gave this to me this morning. It said, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So it says we should count it all joy when we go through trials. That, doesn't, that sounds counterintuitive, right? I'm going through this hard time. I should be joyful. The joyful isn't going through the hard times. The joyful is what we're going to look like on the way out, right? How, jo- how, how, this, joy is gonna, how this trial is going to perfect us, that pruning that it talks about in John chapter 15, Jesus is going to prune us. God's going to prune us to the man and woman of God that he wants. We can't sit there and go, well, I want to be this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And go, well, Jesus, run my life. We just say, Jesus, run my life and then let him run, run your life. There's more people I can count on that go, I want to do this, God. Can you, can you bless me? That's not how it works. You say, God, I'm giving you my life. You run it and I'll just follow Obey God and leave all the consequences to him. We can have joy. We should have joy in our trials. I'm reminded of a man named Fred Ray when I was a pastor in another church. Fred was a good Christian man. He was older. He had brain cancer. I don't know. I was told brain cancer is very painful. That's what I've been told by a couple people. But all I know is Fred Ray, when I'd go visit him at the VA hospital or when he ended up in hospice at home, Fred Ray was full of joy. Fred Ray loved life. He loved his Jesus. He loved his wife. He would tell the nurses and the doctors and the staff at the hospital about Jesus. I would go in there, talk to him. I'd be more encouraged and more blessed as I'm leaving a man that has terminal cancer. Because Fred got it. He understood where his joy came from and the source of his joy. I want to go back to 
Luke chapter 2, but I want to do it from a different source. Um, last week, week and a half ago, we are getting ready to bring out all these wonderful decorations you see. They look great, right? They do a good job. I was in the back there, and there's a, um, Kurt Bradford has an office, did whatever, has books back there. I love old books. So I saw this book, and I asked, Brad, I asked Kurt if I could borrow it, and he said, you sure can. So I looked at it, and I, it just looks old, obviously. I, I looked at it, it's called The New and Complete Life of Our Blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it's called The New and Complete. New uh, is obviously relative. It was written 1810. So it's an old, old book. So I'm, I'm going to be very careful. So I just want to read a little bit out of this about this, about the, the shepherd's story um, from this book. Because it puts it in a way that only this writer can, I can't. It does so much better. He writes, But our great Redeemer and Savior of mankind, the great Prince that ever was born into the world, received no honor, no tokens of respect, was received with no demonstrations of joy, had no splendid apartment, no rich decorations, but was brought forth in a stable without any persons to put on the poor habit prepared for him. But his virgin mother, who herself wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, but through our glorious Redeemer was received by the inhabitants of earth with no tokens of respect or demonstrations of joy, though he was brought forth in the incommodious limits of the stable, and his companions were the beasts of the field. He was not neglected or disregarded by the bright natives of the heavenly world. A squadron of shining cherubs was dispatched from the eternal throne to proclaim the great event, to congratulate the, the wandering world on the great deliverer's birth and proclaim the approach of the exalted Prince of Peace. But this report was to be made not to the great Sanhedrin, not to the learned doctors of the law, not to the chief priests or el and elders, but to the company of poor shepherds who were watching their flocks by night in the fields of Bethlehem. The rays of heavenly glory which attended this shining train, breaking through the darkness of night, alarmed and terrified the artless swains. But one of the angels called to them from on high, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. No sooner had the angels uttered these words than the rest of the squadron who attended him down the skies appeared a flood of light, illuminated the whole concave of heaven, and the angels' song were heard on earthly ground. Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards men was their strain they sang. And then we know the rest of the story. The, the shepherds left there and they went to go see Mary. They went to see Mary and Joseph. They went to the stable. They told them all that was going on, what the, what the angels had told them. And it says Mary pondered all these things in their, her heart. And it said the shepherds left rejoicing and telling people, going back to where they were about who and what they had seen. I guess my question would be to you, what about you? Who are you telling about this baby Jesus 
that you say you love, that you say you follow, who are you telling? This is the perfect time of year to tell somebody about who Jesus is. A simple, a simple Merry Christmas does that. A simple, why do you celebrate Christmas? Because it's the birth of Jesus. It's the birth of Jesus is why we celebrate Christmas. There's no other reason to celebrate Christmas if it was not for Jesus Christ. Galatians 5, and 23 says, but the fruit of the joy is love, joy, peace, patient, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against these things. There is no law. Joy is a fruit. Fruit is not for the tree. Fruit is for others. The apple tree doesn't go, I'm so glad I've got these apples, now I can eat them. Or the pear tree or whatever tree, whatever fruit tree there is, the fruit is for others. So this joy that you have if you're a Christian, this joy that lives inside your heart, what are you doing with it? Are you telling people? Are you sharing it with it, with your, the influence of people that you know, where you live, work, and play? Are you telling people about this joy? If you have the joy of Jesus, it should be overflowing in abundance and it should flow out to others. Easy way to remember is Jesus, others, yourself brings joy. How easy is that? Jesus, others, yourself brings us joy. Jesus is our ultimate source of joy. Serving and helping and, and others is our, another source of joy. And our salvation is also part of our joy. So we're going to sing in just a moment, but I just want to read the refrain because the refrain is so important. Go tell it on a mountain. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Who will you tell this these days? Let's pray. Father, we are beyond blessed. We are beyond words to know what you had to go through on that terrible day on the cross. Because that was what you had to do for us to have joy. Jesus, you came as a little baby. You came to bring us joy. You died a man, that perfect sacrifice to make our joy fulfilled, Lord. But in you is the joy of all. Father, and if we truly love you, if we truly, truly care for you, and, we, and you truly are our source of joy, Father, then help us, show us, help us to be that mouth for you. Help us to tell it. Use our mouth to speak it to others. Help us just not to keep it inside. Help us to share. Lord, you came to serve, not to be served. Help us to go and serve others in your name and open our mouth to tell. We come to you this day just loving you, Father, just thanking you for sending your son so that we could have life in you and life everlasting. It is in your name we pray, amen.